Welcome to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we discuss some of the big political issues at the moment. I'm Sisan Dambolegua, political journalist at the Sunday Times. Thank you for listening. This week on the podcast, we are joined by Joburg Speaker Colleen Makubele, a COPE member in good standing, who is also a person of interest in the current coalition discourse. You asked Mr. Ramaphosa to sit down first. I'm standing. Now I warn you. I need to put on my big girl panties and keep going. You can't have two speakers standing at the same time. Security services of the Republic of South Africa, you may intervene. There's been several attempts on my life. Lower that hand. It's not allowed. President is accused of that? serious crimes. I know I'm going to become the president of this country. Uh, you, you are going to be the president. Of I am going to be the president of South Africa. Of South Africa. There's no confusion. Of South Africa. I will cancel race. Corrupt people do not eat alone. They have a spider web. I'm there. I can lead them. I'm ready to be the president of this country. I now suspend the proceedings. I have warned you. Thank you so much for your time, Speaker. We are happy to be with you today. Paint us a picture of who Colleen Makubele is. Um, what does your leadership represent and what does it look like? Thank you so much and uh, thank you for having me. Of course, it's a big question. Who am I first? Um, Colleen Makubele is a girl that comes from Guiani and um, born uh, with three other siblings. I'm the third one. And uh, post-metric, I moved to Pretoria, where I started my studies in Pretoria, at Pretoria University until I got a scholarship with Telcom that took me to Malaysia to study BIT informatics engineering. That's an equivalent of your computer science. And uh, I spent about three and a half to four years in Malaysia. When I came back, I worked for Telcom, who had awarded me that um, scholarship. That scholarship. I worked for Telcom for about three years until I was bought over by South African breweries then. It changed names so many times. It was S.A.B. Miller, and uh, I, I don't know what it is called now, but, you know, uh, they bought me over, and um, I worked for South African breweries also for about three to four years, and that's where I then uh, qualified uh, as a SEP consultant. And uh, I also started my MBA, uh, with Milpak uh, Institution, and I finished that, I think it was around 2008. And in the process as well, I studied project management with UNISA, and um, I have that um, diploma in project management. And when I left South African bureaus, I think it was in 2006, that's when I started my own uh, company, consulting firm. Uh, I always had it in me to be an entrepreneur, but more so because I wanted to do something that will enable me to interact more with people. I didn't enjoy being behind the computer programming and, you know, doing all of those uh, nice business analysis stuff, etc. And I left uh, to start my own company. That went well. And uh, surprisingly, my first contract was with the city of Johannesburg. Yes. I was, yeah, I was contracted under MindWorks Consulting. And I was looking at the billing system, which is still not yet fixed. So I was a project manager looking at some of the processes, how to fix this billing system, and they wanted to implement a SEP system there. And um, out of that, a whole lot more opportunities came because I was very much in touch with what government wanted to do with women empowerment, especially youth. And I ventured into industries that I knew they were male-dominated, 
and they wanted uh, more women to participate in them. And um, I went to ICASA, applied for a telecoms license, which was awarded to me. And um, I started to um, you know, look for opportunities around that. And that's when I got a contract with the Department of Communication to do their strategy and feasibility study on rolling out of broadband in the um, underserviced areas. And um, out of that as well, I, I ventured into the oil industry and I partnered um, with the gentleman who's still my partner today. And we started what we call Mzumbe Oil. Mzumbe Oil was then awarded contracts with Transnet and you know, to supply their ports and the blue train with the diesel, et cetera. And that was a very steep learning curve for me and also uh, ESCOM, et cetera. And that is how the business grew. And because of that, uh, the business really attracted the attention of, uh, you know, um, many entities that would support it as a supplier development like Shell, Total, etc. And I got an opportunity uh, where I was chosen as one of the ladies that went to the United States for the Global Women's um, Mentorship Program. It was a program run under uh, Hillary Clinton. And I was representing South Africa because of, you know, my involvement in entrepreneurship, what, how I had grown as a businesswoman, and also the work that I was doing, you know, in the community, because we'll take a lot of young people and expose them to the industry and we'll sponsor some for bursaries, et cetera, through the business. And that was part of what they were looking for. And the idea with this program was to take women, of course, that have reached some kind of a ceiling at the level where they are and you're looking for more growth and opportunities and I felt that I had done the entrepreneurial thing and what's next where to you know how do I break out of being that SMME perhaps to larger global staff and that exposed me to the Fortune 500 global CEOs these were women who took us up to um, under mentorship we spent about a month in the states in different states and different entities for a week you'll be paired with a different CEO of a Fortune 500 company that will expose you to, you know, um, different uh, characteristics and, and ideas and, and just areas where you need development. But I think out of that, what came out, and that was in 2017, they would do all of this. Um, um, it's not psychometric tests per se, they are deeper than that. They also test you, your personality, and, and a whole lot of other things and factors that, you know, could assist you to identify uh, where you want to go. And it was interesting that at the time, uh, the outcome of that was saying, look, um, I have desires and ambitions. I'm more inclined to work in a, in a political space, you know, where I'm more uh, in, interacting with people, uh, you know, helping, etc. That was, you know, what came out of there. But I didn't see it at that time because I never imagined I would enter politics. And um, at the time, uh, I just thought, okay, perhaps when the business grows, um, maybe I leave the CEO role. I, I focus more on the CSI part of the business. That will give me that opportunity to do more. But then um, after that, um, I was then approached to head the board of South African Post Office. And it was through being the chairperson of that board that truly, I, that was 2018, I began to understand politics. And not only that, but what pained me was um, 
you know, when you have to go and report in the co- a portfolio committee as a board chairperson, and you have to present some of these complex things that we deal with, whether it's financials, how to turn around the business, some of the ideas that we want to have HR issues, etc. And the level of the people, the competency, the qualification of the people that you are dealing with um, would not have them clearly grasp some of the things that you are talking about. And I began to understand that we have entrusted um, the, 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 the nation, the decision-making, you know, um, government structures, the whole budget of the nation to these committees, to, to, to this caliber of people that everybody has run away from public sector and politics thinking it's not for me. But there's been a brain drainage over the years and it um, exposed me to that lack of uh, skills and that dire need for really competent people, qualified people, and also people with a different way of thinking and will uphold certain uh, ethics and values. And that's what drew me to politics. And I had a um, interesting exit out of South African Post Office, and I think that also toughened me a lot because um, I differed with the minister in what I thought was the direction the entity should take and in other things that I was asked to do that I would not budge on. And it became a public spat. I don't know if you followed it. I was fired actually on national television. I did not even know. I was sitting at home and I just saw the headlines that have been fired. So uh, took it to court, etc. But anyway, I yeah. eventually left it. And then um, I was approached to head the uh, board of a MTC, Metropolitan Trading Company, at the city of Johannesburg after that. And um, I think this was 2019 leading to 2020. I started at the city of Johannesburg. And again, it was an exposure of a similar nature of thing where you account to a council that um, really um, some of the councillors, uh, even as I speak, are doing metrics. Some don't have metrics. I, I don't have to go into that. Yeah. 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 So you understand. Mm-hmm. And that's what drew me to say, look, um, I must be part of the solution. I need to be able to do something. Uh, I have an opportunity where I can add value. And uh, it so happened that uh, COPE actually was um, in the part of that administration in 2018, and they were heading this unit that uh, economic development and MTC was under COPE. And I didn't know uh, COPE per se in intimately. In, uh, you know, I understood COPE as we all know it. You yeah. know, there is the party, but uh, it's got issues and, you know. And I've, naturally, all of us come from the ANC, but I wasn't active. And, you know, I was just um, doing my own business, running my, you know, uh, uh, you know going into boards and other things. And when the COP leadership, uh, after having worked, I think I had worked with them for about six months or so, uh, the MMC of COP, and he approached me to say, look, um, I need to have a discussion with you. I've seen how you work, etc. And um, I would like you to meet our president and, you know, our chairperson of the region, of um, the province as well. And I said, no problem, I can meet them. And I went to meet them, and what they presented to me was... Uh, 
it, it, it turned my perspective around COPE. You know, uh, I understood the issues that it had gone through, what they are trying to do. And uh, what moved me the most was that, and I said this to the president and the chairperson at the time, the fact that you appointed me without wanting to know my political affiliation. You just looked at my CV, I was interviewed, and I was given this opportunity to lead the board. For me, that tells me that uh, the party is different. You are serious about really attracting credible people irrespective of, you know, their political affiliation, yes. And uh, if that is the case and you're willing to put somebody in such a critical position because you feel I'll add value, I'm willing to join the party. And that's how I joined COPE, you know. Yeah. And we worked very well. And then leading up to the elections of 2021, um, then they called me again to say, look, um, we think you would make a good mayor for the city of Johannesburg. I never thought I would be a mayoral candidate. And I said, okay, I never thought about it. I mean, the idea grew. Yeah. Uh, the first time I was like, eh, hey, not really. Yeah. But you know, you go to sleep, you think about it. And you know, I said, okay, perhaps going into council, you know, um, I would add more value than, mm. you know, working from the outskirts and uh, with boards and reporting into council and understood what has been really paining me around the caliber of people that are running. I mean, that we're looking at the budget at the time, I think it was 77 billion. Yeah, and then you look at the 270 plus councillors that are supposed to be custodians of this thing, this complex city and what needs to happen with it and smart cities, etc. And um, at the time I had started with my PhD you know, in um, man- management of innovation and technology with Da Vinci, which I'm still in the process now. And so I thought, okay, it's fine because this is my line of studies and it's really around um, evolving a, um, a lot of broadband and 4IR leading to 5IR into the municipalities and having it serve the, the broader communities than a select few. And I thought, okay, running for a mayor and having that background and, you know, other experiences that I have would uh, stand me in good stead to add value. And that's how I agreed. I ran as a mayoral candidate for COPE. Unfortunately, I did not win. But uh, as the Lord would have it, uh, we have coalitions. And I ended up being a chair of chairs in the multi-party government. And, of course, now going into the government of local unity, I am... The speaker. speaker. But I think uh, to add more to who is Colleen again, uh, I'm a mother of two boys and uh, a wife as well. And yeah, I enjoy reading a lot and uh, going to watch people play soccer and do all sorts of physical exercise because mine is really um, <laughs> a, a reading. I, I really don't enjoy much running around, etc. But um, like traveling and, you know, uh, I think studying is just a passion of mine. I'm always studying something. And um, my hope is to make a difference, you know, in the city of Jobek and trusting that uh, in future I can make a difference nationally as well. All right. Well, that's such a beautiful journey that you've just mm. described. I mean, looking at your list of accolades, your qualifications, um, it really does feed into the person that you are. Um, and my next question was going to be, how did you move from business and entrepreneurship into politics? So I think we've covered that quite well. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your journey within the party. 
just the other day you had a media briefing on behalf mm. of the 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 party in the province mm. um and you're telling me that not so long ago you had just joined the party so yeah. chat me through that rise of Colin Makubele as yeah. a cope uh, leader yeah yeah that has been a a sharp rise i must say you know within cope um of course, I started off as a mayor candidate in the region of uh, Joburg. I was not in the structure itself, as in the regional executive structure, no. And um, but the regional executive then uh, wanted to co me, but I said, "Let me not. I would like to watch, understand, and let me focus on being a councillor, because I have found there's a lot that happens in council that needs your attention." And if you also have party responsibilities, there could sometimes be conflict. Yeah. And they understood that. So I've been working very well as a just a normal councillor of COPE, but of course an ex-official member of the executive committee. And um, I think being a, um, a councillor and being a speaker now, automatically then you become a leader whether you have a, a, a um, official position or not because of my standing uh, within the, the government structure. So I began to then lead the region and really trying to revive the structures within the region, etc. And the province felt, um, look, they have confidence in me, even national uh, had confidence in me, and they felt that I should uh, represent the party, especially at IEC, in terms of really assisting to determine who do we bring in, you know, to represent the party in the various government structures and municipalities where we are. I think we've got about um, 13 councillors or so around the nation, and there's always movement of in and out and um, for various reasons. And we always have to be on the lookout for the best talent and, you know, um, recruiting um, the caliber of people that we want, especially the... Um, the middle class and um, those that have the potential to be leaders as well, you know, if the opportunity presents itself. And so I've been very much involved in really selling the party to um, some of my former colleagues or colleagues or friends, my um, age group are not interested in politics for good reason. Yeah. You know, every time we hear politics is corruption, it's uh, state fraud, capture. it's state capture, it's these people that are fighting. So somebody has to present politics in a manner that I think it, um, it should have been presented from the beginning. It is not a club of just these uh, people that sing and dance and want to go out and drink yeah. and womanize and loot the state, etc. Mm. You know, mm. it is not. In, if you look around worldwide, um, whether it's Singapore, the United States, etc., they take uh, political offices very seriously and they recruit the educated. I mean, you've never seen a, a president of the United States less than a Harvard graduate. You know, um, you go to Singapore, it's the same thing. But we have just allowed anyone and you know to come and occupy those critical positions. Because not to say because you're educated, you will be um, maybe the, the, the star of it all, no. But I think there's a certain level of um, 
mindset that education gives you, certain level of thinking. There are certain things that I know I will not touch or do because they will affect even my standing in uh, some of the organizations that I belong to as a professional that upholds certain values and ethics. So, and I've spent years studying and building that profile and, you know, building myself. So I would not want to jeopardize it and um, have nothing left of what I have worked for all my life. So I have more to lose with this. And when and you schooling, find... schooling gives you that yes, conscience. that consciousness, mm-hmm. yeah. So when you find people that have absolutely nothing to lose it's very dangerous very very dangerous and um and they will do anything to get you know what they want to get their hands on and um with knowing that perhaps there's protection by a party or within the structures etc which we see all the time so um i'm i'm talking more to um we, of course we go to the grassroots we we do talk to even a youth, elderly, etc. I'm always, you know, uh, every week, every month, we are doing some sort of uh, outreach. But I'm, I'm reaching out to more of you, you know, more of uh, those that are working in, the, in the, the banks, running their own companies, working in various entities. And, and I'm saying this is our country. And I am advocating even within our party, and we did it now when we wanted to appoint after Maguarela situation in Tswane. Let's have a process, a system to to, to, to vet. Of course, we, we had a lapse of vetting, you know, with the Maguarela issue, but to vet academically, you Sound. know, kind of, yes, people that we can put uh, in these positions so that uh, somebody looking from outside must be able to relate to me, um, you know, as their public, public servant and have that confidence. So th- those are the kind of competent, experienced, qualified um, members that we're looking for. And it's interesting because COPE had such prior. But the squabbles within COPE and, you know, this uh, infighting has led to the decline of the party. Mm. And we're trying to revive the party you know, and to become an alternative uh, for the for the ANC and to become a party that if you want a speaker that can do the job well, you would want to work with COPE. If you want a mayor that you know will bring that stature, the credibility, the dignity, you look to COPE. If you're looking for a president that can really uh, uphold the values and lead and with the right qualifications, etc. You must look to cope. So that's what that's our vision that we're mm. looking for and that's what I'm driving within the party. Mm. Mm. That was going to be my next question. You speak so highly of the cope that you joined mm. um, versus the turmoil that we're seeing recently. Yeah. How does that make you feel? What is your assessment of the party sort of degenerating in this manner? Yeah, it's... it's um, unfortunate that um, the members that have been terminated and these are uh, senior members of the Mm. party and I say it with the utmost respect because they've served the party since its inception you know Um, however I think the the cope that um, I believed I joined and were trying to build um, is no longer represented by them and the cope that they're looking for and the decision to terminate them is the right one. But I think what adds to the confusion and this um, negativity around it, and you can even name it degeneration, is because 
of what is going on in the media, the back and forth, and you know, um, them adding dirty linen threats and accusations that is truly um, unfortunate and unbecoming. And it just clearly tells you that those are not the kind of leaders that we wanted in the party. And they did want to illegally um, take over the party from the president. You have seen it when they were suspended prior because they wanted the, the president out because he was sick, etc. And that's yeah. not how you do it. And when they failed with that, they went ahead to, you know, open these illegal structures, this interim, regional, this interim, that. So they are running a parallel. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like uh, we've got a parallel. Two copes are running uh, at the same confused. time. We get confused. Which cope is the, the actual cope? Exactly. I mean, when we had the media briefing two days ago, some of the editors and journalists didn't come because they said, look, we got a message uh, to say this year the illegit illegitimate cope. Because they haven't been elected anyway, those people. How are yes. they speaking on behalf of Gauteng? So we were and quite confused. <laughs> It's they are creating a huge mess, and it's a, it's just misinformation, and um, it's a deliberate attempt. And I'm saying that if indeed, um, let's just say, for instance, they are the legitimate cope, and they want to remain in the party. Number one, there's a provision that has been given: 14 days appeal, and we'll sit down around the table and talk because those kind of uh, internal process for mediation were afforded to them. Um, you are not taking up that opportunity to make an appeal and restore relationship. And now you go ahead and rubbish the very same party in the media, um, you know, kill the confidence that we're trying to build, you know, uh, um, uh, with our residents and our citizens through the media. And I'm asking myself, even if you were to take over this COPE, you, you are destroying it. What will you be left what with? What would you be left with? Because so, so what's the point? So And those are the questions that we're asking ourselves. And there will be legal processes that will uh, come after this as well, uh, you know, from the national leadership. So it's it's truly, um, it's sad to, to part in this way. But I do believe uh, that the uh, CNC is right, is correct, and they made the right decision. My only regret with it is that um, they they were indecisive for a long time. This should have happened last year already. Then the damage would not be this much. And uh, a lot of our members were also then misled, deceived. So we've got, we're at a point where we must also now reach out and go and explain these things to individual members that may have been manipulated or didn't see it properly and they have you know, passionately, negatively joined that side as well, and um, that's causing confusion. So we are trying to, um, we had a brief briefing, a press briefing trying to clean it up, and um, of course they've continued on that path of, uh, uh, you know, They have their own briefing their on Sunday. So we're here, yeah. and um, you know, it's, it's, we can't stop anyone. It's their freedom to go and express and do what they need to do. But it is damaging the brand a lot, and it's worrying for us. It's worrying. But I think what is most important, uh, which is what we are talking about now with the president and the current CNC, is that we have to have a leadership uh, change and refresh our leaders and they know that that we must go to congresses because that will shift the focus from the negativity that we are seeing 
you see now the attention is here because that's the only thing happening. But as soon as we get underway to say this is perhaps our conference and these are the leaders that we are looking to contest, etc., it takes the positive attention now towards the right direction. So um, once again, you know you work with old men and yes. they take their time. Oh, I was telling my president the last mm. time to say, oh, every time I must just pinch my, you know, <laughs> we young people, we... Um, and I consider myself young. And my son doesn't think so. He, he thinks uh, 44 is old. I yeah. said, I'm still very Life young. Life begins at 40. They don't understand mm. that. I was telling President, we want to move and we want to move today. Mm, young you people know. are agitated. Yes, we are truly, truly agitated um, with them. And we want them, yes, they've taken the right decision. But please take the next one as well. Because uh, we have to get to the point where we finalize our leaders that are going to take us to 2024 and start to sell that story and the purified cope, etc., instead of focusing on this side of the negativity. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Ndadilikota, how is your relationship with him? Are you are you quite close? Yeah, we are quite close. Um, I consider him a mentor of mine, you know, and um, since I joined COPE, we've always enjoyed a very, very good relationship. I must say, he's not an easy man to convince and in, 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 to deal with, but I uh, found him to be a a man who will be fair, a man. I think even his age says that he will be slow in making decision, but when he makes it, it will be the right one. And that's my frustration with him, he knows. Mm. But other than that, we, we truly enjoy a very good relationship and I have a lot of respect and honor for him. And um, and I must say, if it was not for Ntatelikota, the time when uh, you know the former deputy president Madisha and uh, Bloom wanted to fire me for joining the government of local unity, if you mm. remember when we shifted, yes, I would not be at COPE because uh, guns were out blazing for me because I am a threat to them and what they want to do with the party. Mm. Remember, Madisha has always seen himself as the next president of the party. Yes. And um, that is the, the push. And uh, between him and Bloom, I think that's another fight that was going to come because all of them see themselves there. But what I believe in is that at the right time, you know, um, it, it will happen. I do have ambitions to lead the party, no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. If it is not this time, I know uh, the next round at the right time it will happen. But what is important is that I've been entrusted with a, a, a leadership position, you know, even in the province. And, uh, You're to, the IC correspondent. IC correspondent and also this responsibility to... To, to, to really be the face, you know, uh, of the party and make sure that we're in, we, government. in government and we are, are pushing the narrative of the party. And I've been given that um, uninhibited space, you know, to, um, you know, of course I consult, but put my ideas forth, do as I think will best serve the interest of the party. And I do believe that I haven't disappointed them uh, um, up until now and will continue in that path. Mistakes may happen. But they have truly given me the leeway such that I um, I can go anywhere and, and, and um, speak on behalf of the party. Hence, they even asked me uh, to, to um, speak on behalf of National as well, you know, and it's not a, a small responsibility. Mm. I, I, I take it with a 
greatest gratitude and honor. So I, I'm grateful. I know in other parties it doesn't happen yeah. that way. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you've got your boundaries. Start from the ground up, elected yes. by structures. Yes, and if you're a councillor, you only go thus far, that's it. If you want to communicate something, you take it to this, that, this. From region to province to Yes, yeah. and I'm not that kind of a person who must be inhabited, you know. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I don't... You like free reign. <laughs> That's it. That's All it. Right. Yeah, without being rogue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, um, we spoke this week uh, with the so-called defiant uh, trio, mm. and they had plethora of things to say about you. Yeah. Um, things such as uh, they are aware of your ambitions to mm. lead the party sometime in the future, yeah. and are saying that they find it sort of unfair that... Mm your proximity to Ndadeli Goda sort of gives mm. you an unfair advantage over members who have been in the party and served from inception, um, mm. who have been elected by branches of COP across the country. Mm. Um, and they're saying that there is a level of you abusing mm. that relationship. Um, they were telling me about uh, the situation uh, to replace the former mayor of Tswane, Magwarela. Mm. Mm. So Mzwandi Lesheko mm. uh, alleges that mm. uh, when the time came mm. to find a suitable replacement as mm. for a PR councillor here, Cope, uh, that side, that you removed him as the mm. party's correspondent to the IEC mm. and you placed yourself in order to advocate, mm. in order to, use, he used this word, tarnish. Yeah. Um, the name of Justice Sifanyezo mm. uh, with the allegations that he has two ID numbers and that he has a criminal record yeah. because you wanted to create favorable conditions mm. to um, have uh, Offensa Mualusi mm-hmm. um, being placed as the counselor that side. So we have the responsibility of putting these allegations to you mm. and seeing whether there's any truth to them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through the list. I need you to know what has yes. been said about you. So that's the first one. And apparently yeah. after you successfully uh, placed uh, mm. Mr. Mwalusi, you then um, put back um, Kheko's name as mm. the, the correspondent mm. uh, on behalf of the party to the IC nationally. Yeah. Did that take place? Sure. You know, I don't even know where to start. I think w- what they are correct about is what I already said. I do have ambitions to lead the party. Sure. and uh, But I do understand that ambitions must be controlled. You must be ready uh, you must be trained and mentored. And that's really my proximity to the president. And I stay very close to him because this is the man who has not only led COPE for the past um, almost 13 years. This is the man that has been uh, leading the nations, was the chairperson of the ANC at some point. He was a minister of defense. He was at the UDF then before Mandelans and them were released. He led the student movements also. He's been in various positions of leadership since he was young and politically so. There's so much wealth mm. that you learn from him. And... Um, you know, you don't sit with Ntateli Kota and go home without having learned something new. So um, they are correct. I, I, I stay very close to him because I choose to, you know, and um, I, I make it a point that uh, every month I must see him, I must meet with him. 
and mainly because he's also an old man, you know, and he has not been well. And these are the kind of people that you treasure and want to seek to extract as much as possible because who knows how much time that any of us have, especially at that age and has been dealing with certain things. So they are correct on that part. Abuse is subjective. I, I don't know what they mean by abuse, so I can't respond to that. But what I can uh, talk to, I don't place myself as an IEC uh, representative. It's the party that places you there. And the letter is signed by province, it's signed by the president, and it places me there. So if that was also as a result of being close to the president, I don't know. But the decision was made that I must be uh, at the IEC. And the replacement of Sifanyeso, you know, Sifanyeso's case is a um, sad one for him because he put himself in this position. He was, uh, after Makwarela, I think, next on the list. And when he was supposed to go in, um, the party asked him, because all of us go through the vetting process, we must fill in the IC forms, etc. And I think he thought it's automatic that perhaps you are put in there. And when all sorts of uh, these allegations came, he was invited. There were 11 people that wanted that position. And the process was run by an independent electoral college that the province, the chairperson of the province and secretary had put together. I don't even know some of the people that were in that um, electoral college, except for um, maybe the secretary of the region, etc. But there were, I think, about two or three other independent people. That everybody was invited to say, if you are interested, submit your CV. And uh, they will first look at the CV and then they'll do their own vetting. CVs were submitted, Sifanyeso does not submit. Vetting is done, Sifanyeso is called upon to say, look, we're picking up issues here. It's not me. Go to the police station and uh, punch in his ID number. Mm. You don't have to hear it from me. Mm. Sifanyeso was invited even to say, okay, give us an affidavit signed oath that this is not true and correct. True. Sifanyeso did not even submit one paper. Now, Ntleko and Sifanyeso have this relationship that uh, perhaps, uh, you know, uh, when you have a common enemy, mm, it becomes mm. closer because I became a, co- a common enemy. Mm. And I told Ntleko this to say, he needs, this guy must comply. Even the province, uh, the chairperson of the province will speak for himself when the time comes. Wrote to this young man and also to Ntleko, everybody must be submitting this. Sifanyeso did not. So when province made the decision to appoint Ufense Mwalusi, I execute the decision. I don't go by what Ntleko says or wishes or desires or what Sifanyeso says or things. And if he wishes to challenge that, he must challenge it and then prove what he submitted to the Electoral College, the affidavit. He can even post it online, you know. Yeah, he, leak the, it to journalists. Leak it to journalists mm. to say this the affidavit that I submitted, this is my criminal record, it's clean or whatever. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be clean. So that's where I leave it with uh, Sifanyeto. And uh, this issue of here has been put back. I, honestly, it, um, I, I don't know. I'm hearing it yeah, now no because I didn't listen to their thing. As mm. far as I know, I'm the IS representative. If they were, ch- I'm aware that there was a, a letter. I think you would have seen mm. there was a, a fraudulent letter that was allegedly signed by the president. 
that was removing me from IC also as a councillor in the city of Job. Yes, yes. And president went to open a case because it, it nobody knows where let, that letter came from. And surprisingly, it was sent by a, 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 a office, you know, to mm. IEC and also to the city of Johannesburg. And copied on that email to IEC and to the city was Madisha. And our question is, why, if they noted that, and perhaps if they noted that's not the president's signature, etc., didn't they alert? They all kept quiet. No one flagged so, it. No one flagged it. So I can't comment on it because, of course, it's under investigation. Sure. That's as far as I know. Sure. Yeah. Okay. No, thank you for clarifying that mm. um, and your involvement uh, in that uh, scenario. Is Offense Malusi your partner? Offense is my partner. Okay. It's not a secret. Okay. The party has always known that. And I know it, it, they want to sensationalize it. Yeah. If one says my party has been a member of COPE ever since I joined COPE as well. Oh, you joined so at the same time? We joined at the same okay. time. Even his membership is there, his paid up membership, etc. Mm. So it's not somebody who just came now today. It's made to seem as though no. you were planning this power couple rule of these If we're a power couple, we're a power couple. I can't help it. You know, <laughs> it's just what it is. But I'm not going to make any excuses mm. or denial offenses. My partner mm -hmm. and um, he's doing very well in the city of Johannesburg and um, yeah, all the councillors are really having positive reviews. City even the party, oh, Sorry, city of Tswani yes. have even informed the party itself. Mm. You know, and that is the caliber of leadership that you are looking for. Mm. Irrespective of how the opportunity comes, ultimately it's up to you as a person, how you take that and run with it, mm. so that you prove people I'm credible, I'm, uh, I have a, 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 I'm supposed to be here and mm. I can carry uh, this responsibility. You don't then uh, fail at the scene and not rise to the occasion. Yeah. So we are quite um, uh, satisfied and happy. I think with the election of uh, Tony Mayor Silius Brink, mm. we missed out on witnessing a mayor of the city of Tswane and a speaker of the city of Johannesburg in one household. I think that yeah. would have been quite uh, something to to witness. Yeah, I don't think it of happens that, often. Yeah, yeah, of course, that is not the, you know, ultimate plan or desire. But if it happens, let God be glorified. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, yes. speaker. Um, the next uh, allegation, I think you've mm. also addressed um, the fact that you are now speaking on behalf of the party in the province. Mm. And they were like, how are you um, shouting leadership when you haven't been elected yeah. through the structures? I think we've, we've dealt with that. Uh, bringing it to the city of Johannesburg now, mm -hmm. these allegations that you have unqualified staff in your office, I know they've mentioned uh, Miss Amina Williams, who's your PA. They've mentioned uh, Sitole, who's your chief of staff. Um, are the allegations true? That they the people totally that you have supporting you aren't qualified? Totally, completely false. But let me start here. Political office, and you know you have a mayor who does not have metric. Sure. You don't need qualification sure. for political office. Because those are not uh, normal HR uh, appointments that you will do through the city. This is a political office. And if you go to any of those offices that you see, MMCs, mayors, etc., you don't even need a metric. And the talent recruitment policy sort of allows... For that. That's, it allows for that, not yeah. just here, but anywhere in any municipality. Because it's a political office, I appoint whomever I want. But that is also not true. Amina 
just graduated now. And I think the error that they made, um, she finished her qualifications, uh, I think it was last year, December. I think that graduation was early this year. When she came in, she was still studying. She had not finished her qualifications. And um, it was blown out of proportion, saying she misrepresented, whatever. She went through the whole disciplinary process and she was found uh, 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 not to have... Uh, oh, has GFIS concluded that investigation? GFIS has concluded that okay. investigation. It's done. She went through the disciplinary, etc. And, you know, they can talk to you around that. Sure. It let, let me not, it not, it not even be me. Sure. It let it be GFIS telling you the outcome of sure. that. Stole. Has qualifications. He was a um, what is it at JMPD, a policeman for many many years. So he studied to. He's got metric. Is that uh, police qualifications? I don't know what it is. And now he's busy with some uh, uh, since early this year public administration um, course adverts. Okay. So you know a lot of things are said, and I don't respond mainly because I just feel it's a waste of my energy. Mm. Honestly. Because I know there's an attempt to find something on Colleen and rubbish what I do, rubbish the office. And sometimes perhaps we do make mistakes genuinely, then you can run with that, I'll admit. But this one's honestly, and it just puts these innocent people uh, that I invited to come and serve in my office in this negative spotlight that they don't deserve. And, and they didn't ask for. They didn't ask for. Mm. And they're serving me and the office and the and the residents through my office to the best of their ability. There's nothing I want from these people. And any councillor, anyone, anywhere can give you an account of their interactions, especially with these two individuals. Outstanding. Mm. Outstanding. Mm. Mm. But um, politics are politics. Yeah. You know, we all have to suffer some of those uh, evil stuff that comes with politics. Yeah. Mm. Who do you think is behind this campaign to tarnish the Colleen Makubele brand and legacy? Do you think it's uh, this trio in your party? Do you think it's an internal party fight that they're taking to the city? Or do you think it's coming from other political parties? Who's fueling all of these allegations against you? Do you, do you know? Do I, th- you I think anyone? it can, you know, I, I, I suspect everyone okay. at this stage. Yeah. Um, we just had a press briefing now for the GFIS unit. And um, one of the evidence that was brought to my office, and that's why we started the in- independent investigation into this unit and what is its role, what it has done, the conduct, etc. There's a 200-page report that was done illegally on me. Mm. My whole life is in that report. And it was done by the DI administration. And... Um, you wonder who has that information, what do they want to do with it, why did they do it in the first place? Mm. So it's political parties, it's people being used by political parties, and it is perhaps even the uh, trio or beyond the trio within my party. So you can never know uh, where all of these are coming from. All I know is that my life is under a microscope mm. and any move that I make is being watched scrutinized. and scrutinized and I have no issues about that. Okay. Mm. All right. Um, there is there are cases uh, opened against you mm. allegedly. Okay. We mm. hear this from sources um, at the public protector mm. with the SIU as well. Mm. 
Um, there's also a very disgruntled former employee of yours. Mm. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Who is Patty Wintlelin. Oh, okay, not the lady. Yeah. Yes, who says, um, as the media, let's look into um, your office and how you treat your staff. Uh, so many allegations about how mm. you badly mistreat your staff mm. and how no one is happy in the office mm. and you're this boss lady out there, but you you mm. sort of. I don't know, put them down in the office and you mm. criticize them harshly and you are just an unpleasant person to work with. Mm. What's happening? Is your staff happy with you? How don't, are your don't relations? Ask me. You must go ask the staff. Should I ask them? Ask the staff. Okay. Whether they are happy with me or not. All right. And um, one thing that I will say, uh, I don't compromise on the quality that I want out of the work. That's why we excel as an office. Sure. And, um, and I expect people to do what they're hired to do. Um, without any stake, because that's the kind of uh, foot that I put forward, and everybody in the office represents me. And I have found that, that those that are lesser in giving that excellence always have a lot to say. And uh, Pat Ndleleni, unfortunately, she resigned out of her own will. Perhaps those were the reasons for resignation. I can't even comment on that. So I'm going to leave it at that okay. because even in a resignation letter, what she stated were her reasons for resignation is not what you are saying to me. Mm. And that letter was given to uh, the city manager, etc. So I'm not interested in those kind of things. For me, I've got people that have been working with me all of these years. And um, it's not, a, I'm not going to tell you that it's an easy office to work. Sure. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult environment because you are dealing with multiple things that come at the same time. Yeah. I look after 270 councillors. We've got 17 uh, committees that sit mm. and we've got community that we must serve and uh, I run council and, you know, other responsibilities that I have as well in, yeah. in terms of outreach, etc. So at any given point in time, uh, everybody must be on their toes doing what they need to do sure. in order for the office to function. And um, I expect that excellence, like I said. So um, her opinion is her opinion, mm -hmm. and um, I, I don't want to comment on, on Delaney. Uh, we had a very good relationship uh, with Delaney until the day she resigned and sent a long letter, which, like I said, had nothing to yeah. do. In fact, I was in hospital when she resigned. I yeah. think I had an op, yeah. But it's... Um, it's not something that I, I'm worried about, you okay. know. Uh, are you aware of the, the cases that are open I against am not. you? What you is, not. Uh, you can know. I am not. What is that? You can know. They have not been brought to my attention. Yeah, okay. I even have a case number. Yeah, I'm yeah, not aware Yeah, but I'll, I'll share that with you if you're interested But look, in you know, these things of opening cases, I'm sure you know by now mm -hmm. that... Uh, it's almost like it's a new politicking tool. Yeah. I've opened a case, I've opened a case, I've opened a case. And I think it's nothing until an it investigation is done. And yes, and there are findings out of that because I'm not going to spend sleepless nights. If you tomorrow decide to go and open a case, Master, now, you know, yeah. let the evidence come of what Colleen has done. It's one thing to say, we open a case, this is the evidence, this was the outcome of the case, and therefore there's prosecution. Now sure. we are talking. Sure. You know, right now, there's nothing really to comment on. All right. Mm. Um, let's chat about the state of the city mm. um, and its current caliber of leaders. Are you happy with how 
sort of the coalition has placed people to, to represent um, this administration? Look, the government of local unity, I think, has um, done its best, and um, they have really put some of our best people forward, and especially in the mayoral committee. If you look at uh, MMSF Transport, you know, whom we never thought it would uh, be, be, yes, look at how he has come up. Like I said to you, uh, in relation to the councillor Nswani, Sometimes the opportunities may come in a strange way, Mm. but if you rise to the occasion, people start to respect you and see you as credible and being there. The problem comes when people are given opportunities, whether it's luck or, you know, God's blessing or et cetera, Mm. but then you you flop at the scene. You know, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, uh, You don't show up and and lead and and provide that, um, uh, you know, management and whatever expertise that are required in that position and discharge your duties as you ought to. Then there's a problem. I find all the MMCs that are there, whether we had question marks when we started or not, I have uh, been pleasantly myself surprised. Sure. I look at even the EFF MMC Tswaku. Mm. You know, he has really just uh, become a star and taken his work seriously. And this is what I'm talking about even within my office. And these are people that I know, they demand nothing else but, but excellence. excellence, nothing else but service. You know, if I call you in my office at 12 midnight, and you are not there, it's a problem because mm. it is what we are supposed to do. It's, it's, not, a, an I don't, it's not an option. Sure. A counselor cannot call me to say my house is burning, people are outside of my house, speaker, I need assistance at 12, and my phone is off. Mm. Uh, do you understand? Somebody's mm. life is at danger. Yeah. So equally so, if I call you as an employee in my office who's responsible to ensure that you dispatch security, etc., and you're not available, I'm going to have a problem with you tomorrow issue. morning. Yeah. And if you think I'm being a bee because I'm a mm. woman, you know what? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to entertain that. Sure. For me, what I want to see is that what we signed up for, we do. Mm-hmm. And I always say in the office, these political offices are not for everybody. Not for the faint-hearted. It's not for the faint-hearted. It's not for... Even I, I, I struggle to balance it with my home life, mm. you know, uh, and I have to deal with the guilt of my kids, etc. But if your priority is still at the stage where you need to be home and what, all of that, I understand, I get it, I'm a mother, I'm a woman. Mm. I, I am privileged because I can get assistance, mm. you know, and um, they will need me emotionally as a mother, but maybe they will not lack physical care sure. of food, but maybe you, you are not at the stage where you can serve in this office and do what you, you know. And you, you have to be honest with yourself yeah. instead of then wanting to come and, you know, and uh, turn, turn it, it back on you. And turn it back on yeah. me because this is the requirement of the job. Mm. Sunday, I don't know when was the last time I even went to my own church, mm. you know, so it, it, it's, it's a bit difficult. Even now we're supposed to be on recess. Other counselors are on holiday. Mm. I can't even take my children for to anywhere because I have to deal. Movies, yes, because, yeah. and those are the things that I must be able to explain. Oh, you'll go to Kruger at this time. Mm. You can't go now, you know. Mm. So um, people don't understand. You can't always have your cake and eat it too. Sure. And when I remind you of that, 
um, I'm not a bad person. I'm just doing what I need to do doing to make job. sure that, yes, I don't flop. Because if you flop, it's a chain of, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think uh, we've got really good MMCs to bring it back to your question. Mm -hmm. And I've also watched MMC Masuku as well, you know, uh, really outstanding and, and, and doing a great work. If you can see. And we've, present. And present. And uh, we've appointed a city manager. We appointed a CFO. And we're busy with the CEO. This is something that for almost two years, the DA administration could not do. Yeah. In this short period of time, you can see the amount of work that is being pushed through. So I. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with the, 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 the positions that the administration has placed us all in. Okay. You mm. speak very highly of your MMCs. I haven't heard you say a word about uh, the man in charge, the mayor. The mayor. Mm. Look, I'm impressed with the mayor. Okay. I think they, they've been, um, in the beginning, they, there was a bit of wobbling, mm -hmm. but he has come into his space and he has... Um, really grown to embrace that position and, and, and run with it. Of course, uh, we are still at the beginning stages. A lot is yet to be seen, sure. you know, in, in how he's going to implement the plans that he presented at the SOCA and really the budget that was presented to us. But I think his confidence has grown okay. in the past few uh, days or so. And um, he has risen to the occasion, and I trust if he continues like that, you know, he will be able to to do a lot for for the city. Of course, with the support of all of us and the and the MMCs. Yeah, we have yeah. two more questions, and I'll let you go. Mm. Um, just quickly, the role of COPE in in the government of local unity and that coalition. Um, how are the dynamics there? Do you find that you have space to fully? Um, contribute to the direction that the, the coalition should be taking? Um, is COPE heard uh, when they do voice out concerns? Um, what's what's taking place there? Um, and I'm going to make a comparison with how it was maybe in the multi-party sure. so that you understand. I, I, I do believe there is a huge improvement and not just cope, even one-seat parties mm. in that coalition mm. in terms of us being heard, being considered, and uh, our constituencies being serviced and being prioritized. Um, you know, as compared to the multi-party where you were just vote contributors. Mm. You did not have a say. You would be told this is the report that we are going to vote in council. You are going to vote this or else. You are voting cows. We are voting cows. Literally, we are voting cows. It, it wasn't good at all. And even if a, a report comes for, for a decision, you have a different opinion, you know, um, it, it would not. And it, there was a time where we had a huge conflict and we were told... Uh, I've consulted with Helen Zille, and this is the direction we're taking. Goodness. And we'll be like, but what is Madame Zille doing in the city of Johannesburg? We are the councillors mm. here. They are responsible. Legally, we have an oath of office, you know, to, to, to make decisions take, here. Yes. yes. And so those are the kind of things. But um, to say that we have reached a point where we are totally satisfied with our contribution, I would not be um, telling the truth. Sure. I think uh, there is still the element of we're a bigger party, mm. and perhaps it's inherent, yeah. you know, in having more numbers and, and you know, feeling your contribution. So. Yes, yes, yes. So you'd find, uh, you know, 
parties like ANC, EFF, and you know PA, they have more of a bigger voice, mm. you know, than us. Mm. But um, because we have, we are coming from zero base where we are. Yeah, it's good. But I think going forward, we have to then iron um, out to say how do all of us you know, uh, 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 contribute sure. uh, equally to the table and to the direction. Yeah. So that's what it is. But I find that when it comes to legislature, uh, truly they have given COPE the space, mm. you know, because um, uh, myself and of course ANC has the whip and good has the chair of chairs. We, we are able to uh, make decisions, you know, of course we consult, but unhindered and they trust mm. our judgment in a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I think it's nice uh, evolving from just being viewed as a party that's helping us govern yes. to sort of navigating and finding a voice and yeah. making contributions in that regard. Mm. Um, so I think it's 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 quite a, a massive yeah. step in the right direction. Certainly. Yes. Certainly. Are you our next COP president? <laughs> Will we be seeing you in parliament soon? Should Ndate uh, Legota uh, step down? Uh, to take care of his health and look towards re a retirement age. Um, there will be a seat there that's open. Uh, rumor has it that you are poised to take over uh, and then have um, Tom Mufugeng replace you at the city. What's happening there? Look, um, hey, there's a lot of rumors around <laughs> that. Like I said, um, I certainly do have the ambitions, you know, uh, to take over. And we've got a national uh, CNC that mm. will sit and decide, of course, with the inputs of various provinces. The first part is who will replace uh, uh, our former uh, deputy president. Sure. And um, at the time, I think for now, we can't even talk of replacing the president before the elections. Sure. So those are the um, processes that are running internally. And um, whether I'll be the right person to go there now or not, I'm not sure because I occupy a very critical and strategic position here in the city, in the city of Johannesburg. Sure. And, um, and elections are just 10 months away, mm. you know. So those are the things that we are, well, the national uh, leadership is weighing options on. But in terms of then replacing Tatelikota, the most contested position. Yes. I don't think anyone can tell now because it, it, it has to go through a Congress. It's a sure. democratic process that must unfold. Sure. Of course, you know, uh, we'll put our names. I'm sure You're there available. are others that will put their names in the head to say I'm okay. available to serve as the president of the party. And uh, just trust that uh, you garner enough support, mobilize enough to, you know, give me that vote that pushes me up there. Okay. And... Um, yeah, and a lot of prayer too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm known to pray and anoint myself. Anoint your office. <laughs> <laughs> so they are, they are right as well. So <laughs> there are some things that I thought it was just between us, but you know, it went out. <laughs> it went out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. No, thank you so much, uh, Speaker. This mm. was a very insightful conversation. I think. Thank you. It was about time that we introduced you properly to our readers, mm. uh, not just them learning of your political moves and sort of articles that we put out, but getting to know the woman behind the role yes. and who Colleen Makubele is mm. um, and her role or political leaning as well as going into her other interests. Uh, yeah. I know you are quite um, an advocate for women empowerment. Yes. So I think it was quite important to sort of put that out on our platform so I really appreciate your time thank you so much thank you. Uh, for having come here 
and uh, having this conversation with us. I think it was quite a, a good one. Thank you. I and appreciate it. And we hope you'll it. keep our relations going forward. Certainly, and certainly. And you won't be a stranger that I see meters away uh, in council. Thank you very no, much. No, now you're Peter. welcome to come have coffee with me uh, during recess uh, or, or, or during the uh, caucus breaks as well. Uh, I appreciate Peter. your time. Thank you so all much right. to the Thank team as well. Much. Sure. Well, there you have it. That is all the time we have on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly this week. And we have our guest to thank for joining us uh, this week uh, the city of Johannesburg speaker Colleen Makubele we appreciate your time um, I'm Sisanda Mbolegwa for Sunday Times Politics Desk until next time